Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Drama Fiends. I'm Juliana. And I'm Fiona. And we are here to discuss another huge piece of Broadway current events. Yes. So last time we talked about a major Broadway current event so much that we didn't talk about any other Broadway current events. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to fill in with something that we... Uh, that we just didn't talk about because we didn't do a normal drama fiends news network last week mm-hmm. and there's a lot to unpack so we're just gonna talk about a current event and see how this goes and see where it takes us on a journey through the scams through, i was gonna say <laughs> through scammers and liars yeah, and scammers of broadway the crooks yeah so that's a little teaser. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to doing a fiend of the week. Yeah, because we we were just so consumed mm-hmm. last week. Last um, week was so urgent. It was so urgent. Yeah, this is also very urgent. Yeah, but different. Yeah, in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um. So, what are you fiending for this week, Juliana? <laughs> um. Well, as we're recording this, it's a heat wave, really bad heat wave. Yeah. It's so hot. It's. Tr- and so yeah it's really bad so my fiend of the week has been a good old dip in the pool (laughs) (laughs) i've been loving going in the pool recently because i work at a camp it's so hot we're outside the entire day there's no air conditioning anywhere anywhere so i've been loving the like midday pool we're not like required to go into the pool but we're allowed to go in during our lunch break and normally when it wasn't so hot, I was like, no, I'm not giving up my lunch break to sit and stare at the wall. But <laughs> I, now that it's so hot, I have been going in the pool and I'm so excited to go in again tomorrow. I'm jealous. If I had the opportunity yeah. to take a little midday dip, no, the I midday would be pool a is happier really good. person. But it's much needed because it's so hot. We truly don't go inside the whole day. So that's crazy. It's yeah, it's like it's been really brutal these past few hot days. So the pool has been really good. I've been, I've been really into it, but I, I don't know. What's like your fave thing to do in a pool? Hmm. Like, are you like a jump in the pool? Like do a, do a good handstand. Well, the thing about handstands is I always get water in my ear. Every time I do a handstand, I'm not, I'm not built like my 12 year old self no well i can't i mean i love a good handstand no me too but i can't do it because i get nosebleeds oh my god in the pool that's why i can't i can't even like jump in the pool i'll get a nose really unless i hold my nose and then everybody thinks you're a loser yeah you know what i've turned into a holding the nose girl as you should i used to not be that way yeah it used to be like a good like you know just blow out of your yeah, nose yeah pool girl well i could never do that because i get nosebleeds when i do that that's crazy i always get water in my ear like yeah. it doesn't sometimes i just like move the wrong way underwater yeah. and it's just like there for days and you like there's always ugh, something with us no literally <laughs> like, we always have some sort of ailment <laughs> yeah that yeah. ruins an experience yeah so um, no it's, it's the, ear. the pool's never ruined we love the pool no i've been really loving the pool but I do still have to hold my nose. Yeah. Even if I, when I just regular go under, like, especially the first time I go under of the day. Yeah. 
I always have to hold my nose. But then I could also get a nosebleed from that because when I hold my nose, sometimes that triggers a nosebleed as well. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) how to help you. (laughs) So... But I do love a handstand, but that's why I can't like do it like a funny. I wish fun I jumps. could do like a flip in the no, pool. No, yeah, I can't. Like under the water. Yeah, I used to do. Me that. too. I used to do them all day. Yeah, I was at the town pool, like just straight yeah. up flipping. Yeah, I miss. What I would love to do is I would love to go off like a high diving board into the pool. They have one at our camp. I know you said that, and I I'm like I can't jealous. go off. I'll get a nosebleed. I think I would like land the wrong way like at this point in my life like, i know it wouldn't I, be a good <laughs> no. situation but i used to love the high dive yeah and i, I like miss that rush i feel like i've never jumped off a high dive are you serious Because they didn't have one at my town pool growing up they well, had a normal diving board they, they had what they used to have the high dive I the know. median dive and the low dive but they got rid of the high dive yeah i think somebody fell off <laughs> It seems like someone would smack their head on there. I honestly feel like I've witnessed it, yeah. to be completely honest. Well, my when my brother was little, he my brother was like going off the high dive at two years old, first of all. <laughs> what well, he was old at camp was like, baby. how old were you when you first went in the deep end of the pool? Like, girl, I don't know. Like, why would I know that? I'm 24. Like, I'm dead. No, when my brother was literally flinging himself off the That's off of so the high funny. dive at like two years old. But there was this one incident at the town pool where he jumped off and the lifeguard wasn't paying attention. And the kid who was like behind him jumped on top of him like he hadn't swam away. Oh my God. That's like a huge fear. Really big problem. And like my brother was fine, but my mom was so upset that they like the lifeguards didn't do anything. That is so scary. I know. He he literally could have drowned. Yeah. But... I, mean, I would he be was fine, scarred. but I, I would my never. My mom was so upset. Oh my god, that's truly so scary. I know. So and we got to be careful. Yeah, at the, t- the public pool. No, that stuff really. Every scares man me. for himself. I really also hate when people like dunk you under the water as a Ew, joke. Same, I hate that. Like, who does that? I don't know. I don't like that either. Annoying people. True. <laughs> so, <laughs> big day for annoying people. Big day for annoying people. Going in the pool Not and doing us. that. No, I would never. It would never be annoying. so yeah that's mine what's yours um so mine's (laughs) mine's a little embarrassing um so in september i'm actually going to disney world and i'm I'm very excited i love disney um i would say i'm hate to admit it i'm a i'm a bit of a a disney adult you Um, are i am it's okay. It's fine. In I always say this to everybody. In more of like a in the theme park sense than anything. Like yeah, more yeah. than like the movies. I mean like I like them obviously, but I don't know, man. Like there's just something about a themed ride no, that gets me. They're going. really fun. There's something about a dark ride. Yeah. <laughs> something yeah. about amusement park food. Like yeah. I just can't. Um but recently what I've been fiending for is the merch. Specifically like Etsy merch like Disney merch. So this week I've already made a lot of unnecessary purchases for my trip. Um, I bought a, a, like a claw clip that's in the shape of like Mickey ears. No, that's like a, that's a good one. It's I feel cute, like that's honestly. And, um, I bought some Apple watch gibbets question yeah, mark. This is something I didn't even know. I existed. didn't know about it either until this week. And I happened to buy three. <laughs> <laughs> and that then i bought fun. i bought croc gibbets 
as well oh you bought croc gibbets and the watch gibbets yeah i didn't show you the croc gibbets no that's what i thought you meant when you said gibbets no so yeah so it actually is more than i thought you're like what just the gibbets and the the charms and the clock clip but when you said that i thought you meant the watch gibbets i didn't know there were also croc no there were also croc gibbets involved in my my purchasing this week um i really need to relax because I'm only going to wear this stuff once. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's the thing. And um, I already have stuff that I have to wear from the last time I was there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which was a year ago. Yeah, I feel like you bought a lot of stuff for that trip. I did. I bought um, this. Like, it's actually cool. I bought this shirt. You know, the skeleton skateboarding sweatshirt shirts. Have you ever seen them? It's like skeletons and they're like on a skateboard. They sell it like, yeah, yeah. I know this. I also know the Disney shirt. Oh yeah. I bought one and it has like, they have like little ears. Yeah. Yeah. And that's cute. And then I have have, that again. No, I'm going to, I'm going to, Oh, I just thought about something else I'm feeding for, but it kind of goes hand in hand with this. You could say it. Wait, I don't know what they're called though. The free people shorts. Oh yeah. I don't know (laughs) what they're called. Anyway, they're from Free People and oh, the Free People the Way Home short. Oh yeah, they look really cute. They're really comfortable and cute. I've been feeding for those as well. But yeah, I'm gonna wear those in Disney too. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't know. Something to look forward to. I guess that's why it's so exciting. Yeah. No, that's definitely always like a fun going trip anywhere. Too. Is yeah. Yeah, it's, because. There's so much to do. Yeah. And it's like such a thing. Like, you yeah, know, it like, is such a thing. yeah. It's like thrilling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love putting my body in danger and rise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about, like we said, some of the big Broadway news, which is going to be, um, which is about scammers and thieves and, and liars li- and cheats. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the big news, other than Funny Girl, which we talked about last time, is that all this drama with Paradise Square. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see that, but Fiona did see yeah, it. Yeah, I saw so. it um, like two months ago. So Paradise Square was a new musical. Um, about a neighborhood in New York in 1863 called the Five Points. Um, It's about the people that live there, and the majority of the people in this neighborhood were black Americans and Irish immigrants. And it really just shows how they live together and the different struggles that they're facing, um, especially during the time of the Civil War, which is when it takes place. I mean, it just came out this season. Like, it just opened in April. And it also just closed. Yeah, it only it, ran for three months. Yeah, it just, just closed. Like, a few, few days ago. Days ago. Mm-hmm. And right before it closed, or I think they had just announced that it was going to close. And then this letter came out that the cast wrote to Actors' Equity, basically saying that they weren't being paid and that they were being mistreated and that it wasn't being run in a safe way and or a fair way and so then actors equity stepped in and basically just i mean blacklisted the producer Mm -hmm. and the show just closed and like i don't know 
that's really kind of what happened. Bef- even before that letter came out to Actors' Equity, there had been drama associated with this show. Mm-hmm. Like, it was making so little money. Yeah. And it was just losing a lot of money, like, rapidly. And it was being produced by this man named Garth Drabinsky, who has a very messy history mm-hmm. that we will we'll get, into. get into. Um, But, yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of the gist. It's kind of blew up mm-hmm. recently. Especially on TikTok. Because yeah. Because of some of the cast members, like, made TikToks um, speaking out about this issue. Mm-hmm. Basically, there was this one day last week where nobody got paid. I think what I gathered is that the cast was told like they didn't get direct deposit on the normal day and they Mm -hmm. were told, come pick your checks up at the theater instead on this day. I think this was like last Thursday Mm -hmm. and they went to the theater or whatever and they didn't have the money for them. And then some cast members made TikToks about it. And then that's kind of when the it all started to come out and then eventually they did get the pay like for that time but it it started to come out that there was a lot of stuff that was going on behind the scenes and people mm-hmm. weren't being paid for yeah, things for the whole the for whole, the whole run. run so it wasn't just like this one day that something like that happened mm-hmm. okay so maybe we should get into talking about mr garth Jerbinski. yeah so garth is messy to say the least for real, this man's has a history. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to pull up an article. Yeah. We were, we've been doing a lot of research for this, so we have like 500 million tabs yeah. open. Yeah. <laughs> um, because this man, so Garth Drabinsky, I'll just like give a little background yeah. while, while you're looking I for like that. Don't, the, I don't one of the know, many like, articles we have. I looking at at this friggin' point. Oh, here. Um, this gives hit, like the background on it. Okay. So you go ahead. Garth Drabinsky, he's Canadian mm-hmm. and he's a like a producer. He produced a lot of really big things like um Ragtime, Showboat, Showboat, Parade, Kiss of the Spider Woman. I don't know that one, but it's listed. Also Susical is not on what? Wikipedia, but yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah, a lot of things. So Wow. Yeah, a lot of things. Um and Paradise Square most recently. But mm-hmm. he had been known for producing, honestly, a lot of these like really big musicals. Like when you think of like like that original production of Ragtime, it's like I think it's one of the largest orchestras on Broadway. I could really? totally be making that up, but I'm pretty sure. It it's sounds like, like it would be. Yeah, it was like a huge production. And um so he's known for like these big, like lavish productions. He had a company back in the day in Canada called Live Ent, which stands for Live Entertainment Corporation of Canada, Inc. Um, it was known as Live Ent. It was a publicly traded theater production company, meaning like any normal person could buy stock in it, which mm-hmm. again, like also just a disclaimer for this episode, I feel is that, I mean, <laughs> we don't know anything <laughs> about the stock market. Is that what you're going to say? I wasn't going to oh. say the stock market, but I was just going <laughs> to say like stocks, the, the finance, we're not like finance experts we're not we're not not trying to like bros no this isn't going to be like an informative like no like we're experts on this topic we're just giving you the tea that we know and giving our opinions yeah we literally don't know anything about 
the financing no. of anything. No, because I was going to say, like, I've been saying, I don't, I, I feel like a publicly traded, like, theater production company is not that common. Like, I don't know if, like, I mean, I was going to say off the top of my head, I can't think of, like, one that I've ever heard of. No. I feel like that's not real. I feel like that was, a like, part of, like, live events downfall mm-hmm. was that they made all these promises like to with people, their investors yeah, that, that they, they could couldn't keep, keep. Mm-hmm. so basically he had this company a lot of people invested money in it and then it came out that he was like committing fraud yeah it was like scamming them <laughs> he was fully scamming them like fully fraudulent behavior mm-hmm. yeah. and um he defrauded his shareholders of the production company of more than $500 million. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of money, a lot of people. And these are like normal people that invested in it. So yeah. a lot of them lost money. It's giving Bernie Madoff. Yeah. It's really giving Bernie Madoff. I remember learning about Bernie Madoff in school and thinking like he was the most <laughs> evil man. Ever. You know, those TikToks that are like, it's like me when I was nine years old and it's yeah. like mom like Michael Jackson died and then yeah. it gets like all fuzzy <laughs> yeah that's like how I remember learning about Bernie yeah. Madoff I remember yeah. being like what well you know what I also remember what like realizing that our country is a Ponzi scheme because we're like <laughs> always in debt to another country yeah that like really and then we just like borrow well money to like pay off our debt and create more debt that's it's that's a Ponzi America. Scheme. That's a Bernie Madoff. America's scheme. giving Garth Trubinsky. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's honestly why this is such a like, like this is this is capitalism at work. Like it actually no, it is. is. Like this is, yeah. Like America is giving Garth Trubinsky. I think that's <laughs> really the problem is. here. Like, and I think that's why people like him are able to rise to power. Yeah, exactly. And get away with like exactly this because. Who's going to stop him? Exactly. So in this episode, we discover capitalism. <laughs> the drama fiends discover yeah. capitalism. Should we go back in time a little to to Mr. Jabinski's early days? Yeah, let's travel on back. Let's Let me pull up back. his Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. Hold on one second. <laughs> well, I was looking at his autobiography. Oh. Not that I, I didn't read it. But should we do a drama fiends book club of Garth Jabinski's <laughs> autobiography? Honestly? Maybe we should. Wait, I was gonna say though, on Amazon when I was just looking at it, mm-hmm. it's not on Amazon Prime, so it's a scam. Oh yeah. <laughs> and if it's not on Amazon Prime, it's not real. And yeah. it's never coming to your doorstep. Yeah, probably in not. In my eyes. No, it's like Oh wait, this one's on Prime, but it's He like has Whoa, whoa, he has whoa. two books and he has a do- documentary. Showstopper, The Theatrical Life of Garth Drabinsky. Wait, the documentary is about his himself? Yeah. Wow. It was at the Toronto International Film no way. Festival. Did he produce it? Probably. He produced all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. A powerful, uncensored account of a brilliant, feared, charming, and yet loathsome character, Garth Drabinsky. Wait, he has two books you just said yeah yeah there's one garth the story so far that one's on amazon prime wait i'm not seeing that here 
but he might have more i'm than seeing just closer two. to the sun and yeah yeah that's the other one oh those are the two i've seen i'm also seeing a 1976 oh that's like a uh, wait <laughs> wait <laughs> is this a textbook no motion way. pictures in the arts in canada the business and the law he literally he wrote, wrote a text he did write that there are practicing attorneys out there like taking this man's advice i guess why do i feel like the I, business and the law i feel like we need to read some of these i feel like we should read them and then we should hold a webinar yeah closer to the sun is the one that had an absolutely deranged description talking about how he a traumatizing event at the age of three led him to, do we, do to we find out what it is commit though? fraud <laughs> <laughs> do we know what the event was no because i need to, to read re- the book i'm gonna google what happened to garth rubinsky at three years old i don't know we need to read the book to know it's not even available on amazon at all what the heck i don't know where you could buy it we could probably illegally download it i'm sure let's find it let's find the pdf So, but basically, <laughs> Garth, <laughs> I feel like we don't need to. We don't. <laughs> we don't. We just got so find the book right now. off. It's okay. So Garth had already been producing stuff in Canada for a while. And then I, I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, when he was doing Ragtime in like the late 90s, that's when people started to, he started to get audited and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they found a lot of fraud apparently he was keeping two separate like books of the finances that does not surprise me at all. yeah so that's when he started to get it it said that he was lying about the finances of the show and that's when live event kind of went down Mm -hmm. and that's also probably why that show like didn't blow up in the Mm -hmm. way it could have because it wasn't being run properly properly and like the finances were a mess Mm -hmm. and that's when people were really losing a lot of money and that's that was i think the start of his investigation which led Mm -hmm. to in 2009 he was sentenced to seven years in prison in canada in canada but he only spent 17 months in prison Mm -hmm. and then he was on probation for a while and his Mm -hmm. probation or yeah no was that what it's called did i fuck that up parole Parole. (laughs) what is probation i feel like it's like similar like you're on probation yeah maybe that's like a warning i don't even know i have no clue i feel dumb right now it sounds right but he so his like parole was up it's giving jean valjean (laughs) (laughs) what is like the time has come and your parole is up (laughs) (laughs) i stole a loaf of bread that is so funny (laughs) now i'm looking at the new york times article so garth was in his jean valjean era he was but not then he he, seems to never have gotten out of (laughs) prisoner jean valjean no so then he his parole was up so he was no longer well jean valjean's parole was also up oh true you're right Oh, no, it's yeah. I don't know the words. So. Time is up and your parole's begun. That's what it is. I'm pretty sure. Okay, because his right. prison time is up and his parole is starting. Mm. 
Wait, that musical, when you really think about it, is <laughs> so intense for what? Les Mis? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why is well, it? I would say, like, the French Revolution was pretty intense. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, but not even that part. Like, why is Javert, like... I know they're beefing for they're over They're beefing nothing. for what? Over nothing. A loaf of bread. And then they beef for decades. They beef for so long, he keeps coming back. I know, and over beefing. bread. <laughs> and we are so off topic it's giving homoerotic it is has there ever been a version of les mis where jean valjean and javert kiss they should try kissing and then maybe they should try kissing maybe they would get over the beef i feel like what they should do is punch each other like beat each other up yeah and then they should kiss yeah and then and then les mis would be done in one song instead of four hours damn <laughs> anyway back to paradise anyway Square. back to garth Drabinsky's <laughs> jean valjean era so he was coming out of his jean valjean era that's why he was producing a show again yeah he somehow got himself back on his feet yeah so this man was in full prison he literally is a felon he well, he was in Canada. He was a wanted man in the United States. Mm-hmm. He, he, he To this day, I think. We don't think he's come back here. Again, I'm sure there are people out there who we know. We also don't know. The truth. <laughs> we also have just been reading articles. Yeah. Like we don't, we don't, we're we're again, not on the inside. No, we're not. We wish we were. We're not financial or legal experts mm, on, no. on the <laughs> we are not. Garth Drabinsky affairs. But to our knowledge... He kind of was just chilling in Canada. Yeah, he's been in Canada. And we have reasons to believe that because of a blog post that was posted by Clinton Roan. Yeah. Who's so, a cast member of Paradise Square. Yeah. So so basically, like to back up a little bit. Yeah, I just totally jumped so far. No, but that's fine. I was that's just fine. saying that's yeah, why yeah, we think that. Yeah. So we'll get into that later. So so this man's has been producing for a long time and canada like not just canada though like broadway stuff Mm -hmm. then this fraud comes out he's like arrested a lot of people lose money um he goes to jail yeah he gets out of jail and now he's like time for me to be in my in my own personal liaisons era (laughs) i was just gonna say like why does this man love musicals so much (laughs) <laughs> but then i was like wait no he just loves money yeah. <laughs> yeah i feel like it's the money no it is but also maybe he just loves a good song and dance <laughs> like, and he loves just putting them putting them up on the stage convicted <laughs> frauds can like can musicals, too. musicals too <laughs> convicted frauds can be thespians too <laughs> convicted felons who have to stay in canada because they're wanted men in the united states can love musicals too little miss convicted fraud (laughs) so somehow he gets this show going paradise square yeah which started like it it was having workshops in canada Mm -hmm. so this show, this little show, Paradise Square, which no one knows what it's about because the marketing sucks. <laughs> hey, the, the poster is a picture of the lamp. Yeah, which is sad because Fiona, you really liked Like I You thought really, it was good. I really enjoyed the show a lot. The dancing was incredible. Like this, the singing was so great. Some songs were really yeah. bangers. Like I really liked it. 
um was it like the best show i've ever seen no of course but i really i really enjoyed myself yeah um so it makes me really sad yeah like to hear all of the behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and what all of these actors and the production team and um like stage management Mm -hmm. and everybody went through so from the articles that we've read and the videos and tiktoks that we've seen it really just sounds like this whole production was just like a mess yeah and that there was like a lot of shady people involved yeah not even just garth yeah but it does also seem like a lot of it had to do with the fact that garth wasn't yeah like he was in charge yeah Yeah. and he wasn't like paying people and he wasn't like he didn't cast enough people i think he didn't want to spend the money i guess like there there were only like four swings or six swings or something for a cast of 40 like Mm -hmm. and i mean some of the cast members have said like there were times when all the swings were on and they still needed people because also like that's not a lot of swings but also given like covid and this pandemic people Mm -hmm. are missing shows a lot more oh yeah and no that's ridiculous that's not enough no and also i read that so tech week is supposed to be yeah, a week. Right. But um, he had it cut down to four and a half days. Yeah. I guess probably because he didn't want to like, spend the money. Yeah. Which I just don't get bizarre it. Like, because, but if you're not going to put the money into a production, then what makes you think that you're going to get like this, you know, the yeah. money out of it? Like you need to spend time like teching things and making sure everything goes smoothly in order to have yeah successful run right you can't just like throw it all together like expect a show to be put up when half your cast is out and there's like people missing i don't even get it like is it just because i'm not like a like a fraud myself but like (laughs) (laughs) i don't get it like was he pocketing the money himself i don't know because it's it's not like it's like that's not the accusation really like i guess he was probably but it's not like he was well embezzling I, well i think that a big problem with the show is that it wasn't it also wasn't making any money yeah so that's what i'm like they confused. were they did terribly i, I how it how fun. it was something like how were they spending so much money and not making and making how were they making so little money this is what well, like the tickets weren't selling yeah, but like, why? Because, because they well, the the show wasn't marketed properly for one, right? Like people didn't know what the hell it was. Like right. they're not gonna go well, spend yeah. a hundred something dollars on a ticket, right? But like, I won the lottery, right? But, <laughs> but, like, it's not the only show ever to have <laughs> marketing. No, that's so. True. Like, why is it making so little money? Well, it must be going somewhere i don't know because it's true when you read these articles it, it doesn't say like that he was i know he wasn't like embezzling well m- maybe i mean, they don't maybe. know that yet though that's true like all i mean something was Wait. just posted today about right was it today or yesterday or two days ago i um, mean there's there's new stuff coming out all the time like about this yeah You're right so maybe it just hasn't like been brought to light what he was doing with the money Maybe, but I just don't understand. Like, because the broad, like the grosses were very low. It's not like that's mm-hmm. like the amount of money they were taking in. Yeah. 
in total, like without any expenses taken out. So I'm I just really don't understand. Sure. Like I, I do feel we maybe need like a financial and analyst on <laughs> the podcast. We need a finance bro on the podcast, yeah, please. Come on, like we're struggling. <laughs> we are. <laughs> so after the cast of Paradise Square wrote this letter to the equity yeah. union yeah, saying that they hadn't been paid and then this whole situation was brought to light. Garth Jurbinski was put on the equities do not work list. Yeah. Which means he's basically like banned from working on Broadway or yeah. any He can't work on any actor's equity yeah. production, which is any like could be like national tour yeah which is confusing because yeah, because there's also a paradise square tour in development yeah which i don't understand i mean it could be a non-equity tour oh my god i fear for those those people people are like in for like that's not gonna be good maybe it will fall through and not even happen that it should fall through yeah it should should never happen because that's like Mm -hmm. non-equity tours like you always hear stories about non-equity tours horrific already not even with garth drabinsky attached so (laughs) um and he was also two days ago put on the do not work list of the canadian actors equity yeah yeah. um which is really confusing to me and to juliana Mm -hmm. i don't really understand why he wasn't on this list to begin with yeah i don't if this man had caused so many people to lose money and to like steal money from shows beforehand i don't understand how he was allowed to work in theater ever again it like literally boggles my mind so there also was another man we don't know how to say his name it's jeffrey it literally has no vowels no yeah so jeffrey jeffrey c jeffrey c we'll call him was a producer on he was put on the equity like do not work list as a producer Mm -hmm. but he's working on paradise square as a general manager yeah so jeff c is put on the do not work list over unpaid debts to the union in connection with a broadway christmas show that he produced in 2018 starring clay aiken and ruben stuttered and apparently Clay Aiken is saying that he's still 60 grand for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but somehow this guy, this man is working on Paradise Square. Yeah. Which like, I feel like if you're on the do not work list, you should just be on the do not work list. Like, why is there subcategories? It's like, this guy can't be a producer, but he could, but be, he could be a, general, a manager. general manager. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think something that this is really revealing is that perhaps it's like actors equities problem that like because it seems like there were a lot of things that happened during this production of paradise square that actors equity should have intervened and helped Mm -hmm. the the actors that they claim to represent and advocate for and they it doesn't seem like they've done that like Mm -mm some of the stuff that these cast members have said, like 
is stuff that actors equity should have been involved in, like not being paid so many times, mm-hmm. like. And also a, a crew member that had their pinky literally severed off. Mm-hmm. Like with a ladder incident mm-hmm. of some sort, like during yeah, production. like a lot of dangerous things. Like, like, like I'm looking at someone's post from the cast who said who was talking about like shows where all the swings were on and there there wasn't enough. Like they sh- mm-hmm. that that's actors' equity should have intervened and been like, yeah. hey, you need more swings. It's a safety issue. Or like they had shows where they had to make up blocking and choreography on the fly because so many people were injured and there wasn't enough time to rehearse them. Like actors equity should be intervening in that but there was even like this one cast member posted on instagram like that there was there were times when like there was a a time when actors equity made them show up to this like mandatory meeting and then they didn't get paid for it but actors equity was involved in that yeah that doesn't make any sense so it just doesn't seem like actors equity was doing enough during the course of the production it and they're not looking out for no which the is their at all. literal job that's literally literally what the just point of having a union for actors is i know they're just taking their money yeah Again, more fraud and it's also like one of these things like it's like the scott rudin thing when that article came out about scott rudin and mm-hmm. all of a sudden people were like yeah scott rudin's bad if you were involved in any capacity in broadway or like no like anybody who worked on broadway or anything like it's it was never a secret that Scott Rudin was that abusive like mm-hmm. like you would hear stories all the time way before that main that one big article dropped about him like th- like firing people after two days on a whim and throwing things out windows and throwing stuff at people and that like is so crazy yeah like you would hear stuff like that all mm-hmm. the time people know knew that that was going on just like I'm sure people. Well, knew i mean people knew enough about garth Drabinsky just from yeah all the stuff that happened with live end back in the day yeah and and broadway is a really tight-knit community yeah people know like stuff yeah words like travel yeah and i feel like there's not that many secrets within the community yeah no there aren't like people yeah. know this stuff mm-hmm. and for all of a sudden because one thing was publicized mm-hmm. for actors equity to all of a sudden be like, Oh yeah, no, like he's not, we blacklisted him. I know it, it's, it really like doesn't sit well with me. No, it, it takes a scene for them to do anything. And I mean, that's the issue in like so many different aspects of life. And yeah. It, but t- it takes a scene. Yeah. I mean, th- and that's the case with, with the Scott Rudin thing too. Like now he's not really work. Like, I mean, shows he's produced are still like up and running but like mm-hmm. he's he's not producing anything new like he's Mm-mm. he's done he's he's pretty much done but like nothing came out in that one article that came out about him like nothing was new there it just was more public mm-hmm. and so for broadway like everybody knew those stories about scott rudin before like you would see listings on linkedin for scott rudin's office like every two days, the same listing because people were getting fired that quickly or like quitting, but mainly yeah. getting fired on a whim because he would hire people, get mad at them, scream at them, throw stuff at them, and then just be like, okay, you're done in my office. Get out of my office. That is so terrifying. And everybody knew that was going on. Like I was like an intern for like, at, like I was an intern and I knew that stuff going like, mm-hmm. 
like you don't even have to be really in the industry to know that yeah like it's it was such a like open secret but -hmm. people were just like yeah that's just how he is and like sometimes like if you can last a few months in there and put on your resume like it looks great that's so terrible yeah like the things that we have to go through like as humans just to like that yeah just like a stepping stone yeah like that's so sad i know nobody should have treated like book thrown at them no and yeah so it's like and it's naive to think it's just like like even now it's like we're getting some of the stuff about paradise square it's like how many other shows oh, do you yeah. think like stuff like this of has course. happened on and it just you, hasn't come to light yet and some of the accounts too it's like even talking about the the director and the choreographer and it's like the, they've worked on so many other productions like mm-hmm. who knows what um um what are we Scott Rudin. Um, yeah, so there were like some of the actors, some of the stuff they said too was that the director and the chore- the director's Moises Kaufman and the choreographer is Bill T. Jones and that the two of them like butt heads mm-hmm. with each other and like took it out on the cast a lot, it seemed like maybe, yeah. and weren't treating the cast fairly really either Mm -hmm. and i think with stuff like that it's like how many other productions i know not even with just those like two people but like i don't know how many other productions on broadway like oh my god i'm sure honestly i'm sure most productions are like have tensions like that yeah and it's also like when you do theater like it you're taught that it's like this cutthroat like thing and i mean i i don't know what it's like when you're (laughs) acting in a broadway show i've never done it but um i mean i would imagine this isn't the only production that like has corruption and like no unfairness and and you're, you're taught it's so cutthroat in that like you're so like you're this is so important like you get cast in a broadway show like that's that's like the Mm -hmm. main goal of any actor in musical theater and one thing that i read in one of the articles that i could not possibly find right now um was that a lot of people that had the opportunity to be in paradise square were like nervous of about getting involved with garth Mm mm-hmm like they were worried about being a part of a production with him because of his history. Yeah. But this opportunity was coming at the time of COVID. Right. And where there were no jobs. Right. So they felt that they, you know, would be stupid, like to turn, turn that away. Right. Which is really sad. And yeah, I honestly, this guy sounds like a, like sadistic, crazy man. Yeah, I'm sure that was, possibly in his mind you know to get mm-hmm. it would be easy to get people um to hop on to his yeah. production even even though he had this history because actors are so desperate at that time yeah to be and yeah especially a new musical that yeah could potentially like be their their big yeah. break also like thinking about how if they weren't getting paid like 
you know, it's easy to be like, they should just quit. You know, that's what you would think. Like Mm -hmm. if you're not getting paid and you're not being treated fairly, like you should not work there anymore. And like, yeah, that's so much easier said than done. Yeah. And it's like also, even when you you are getting contract. Yeah. Like you have a contract, like you can't just break that contract, especially when you're like, not a known yeah when you're up against actor producers that are literally millionaires yeah like like, you're gonna be nothing and if you're known and if you're known as someone who broke a contract like Mm -hmm. actors don't want to be known as someone who broke a contract and they're not gonna get like uh, producers aren't gonna you know trust them in the future then and i saw one tiktok from someone in the cast who said who was actually like i'm this is like my i think it was her broadway debut and she was like this is like my big Broadway break. Um, and I am actually happy right now that this show is closing. That's so sad. And it's like sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Like, but when it's so bad and that seems like the only, and that seems like the only way out, like. Just got to ride it out. Yeah. I guess. And hope you get paid in the end. Yeah. Which eventually they did get paid. Yeah. Um, Probably that was be- on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, probably because like some yeah. of these TikToks were blowing up of some of the actors from the show. Mm-hmm. So that was like the good first of TikTok. There definitely is. Yeah, like it's a good way to spread information. Yeah, it really like when I saw that video, I was like, and it blew up. Mm-hmm. Like that must be, I don't know. That definitely is probably why they ended up getting paid. Yeah, and that one actor wrote that blog post um about his experience yeah on the show in the show Mm -hmm. um but what we found one of the parts in the article that was interesting um clinton roan the actor that wrote this blog um he said that like the workshop was in canada Mm -hmm. um he thought it was odd that he had to fly to Canada for a callback for like a first show yeah. that, you know, was going to Broadway. Yeah. Um, but I mean, when you put two and two together, it's because, yeah, because then he started to realize, to the US, yeah. yeah, which is really interesting. And yeah, nobody really seemed to pick up on that, I guess. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay. So there also was an actress named Rebecca Kane who, was in Phantom of the Opera in Toronto in like the 90s, 1992, I want to say. Oh, 1989. Oh, damn. Um, I think she took him like to trial or something in 1992. Yeah, so she was, um, yeah, she had her like spoken out like during her run in Phantom, Mm -hmm. which was produced by Garth Drabinsky. And she spoke out about like the fight, like not being paid fairly mm-hmm. and also like a being like abused by someone in the cast and him doing nothing about it mm-hmm. as the producer and like fully went to court. And she, when this show was coming to, this was like m- months ago, like in October when it was announced or whatever that mm-hmm. paradise square was going to Broadway. She spoke out, like she said, like, she literally said, why are we exiled? Like, not like we're exiling Scott Rudin from Broadway and 
what how is garth drabinsky different he's not and that he should be like he shouldn't be producing when he's done all these things in the past and so rebecca is a queen for that shout like, out to our queen and this was in october so people were saying this like when paradise girl was coming like they were like why so are like, we this giving is this go why wrong. is this man producing something on broadway again like i don't know i don't under i literally like don't understand how this was allowed to happen yeah every red flag was there there's like a hundred of them yeah and nobody chose to see the signs yeah it's just like such broadway is such a like messed up industry like it really is it really is like who's even in charge well <laughs> no one like how do things the, even- the problem is that like anybody with money can produce a yeah. show but anyone, that's like anybody with money can run for president yeah or office yeah like anywhere you yeah. need money to do a campaign that's the whole thing yeah like once again we're discovering capitalism out here today literally but it's sad and again that goes back to what we talk about all the time like it's the MJs of the world that are getting on Broadway. It's, yeah. It's the movies turned musicals that are getting on Broadway. Yeah. It's because that's the stuff that is backed by these producers. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. It's like not that exciting of an art form. Not like nothing is though. Like movies are not exciting to me anymore because it's all Marvel which yeah. is like i'm sorry like i know a lot of people are stands out there that's fine like you can still like it but yeah it just like it's like a monopoly yeah it's like i don't know like not to be one of those like old film bros who's like bitter but like <laughs> not the film bro but like marvel is like low-key ruining cinema like, <laughs> sorry like it doesn't mean you can't enjoy it yeah like it really doesn't but it's just like no I, I structurally it's like if you're not a marvel movie you're not gonna do well in the box no office. it's so like, true it's just like how it is and it's like, like people aren't hyped to come out for things anymore no there's like unless nothing. it involves like thor yeah <laughs> something yeah no it's the truth and or like the minions stop <laughs> i kind of want to see that no i would rather have the minions <laughs> over marvel i'm sorry um <laughs> and like like i don't know it's like we just were looking at all the shows for next season on broadway and like mm-hmm. pretty much all of them were m- movies turned yeah. musicals which like it's so tired no it is and it's just never that successful yeah well we were trying to think of it of all the past like ones that are like artistically successful like not commercially successful yeah like guess it's just like (laughs) no and i just remembered one Mulan mulan rouge was one of the worst ones it was one of the worst ones but it's one one of the most successful shows on broadway right now I don't even feel like it's doing that well. Is it? Like, I think I read that it's like selling 90% okay, of its audience. So it is pretty doing pretty well right now. I don't know. It's so but a bad, lot of though. things are flopping right now. So yeah. maybe it just looks like it's doing really yeah. well. <laughs> I guess it's also just like, I don't know. It's still probably tourist attractive. But like, I don't know It's why. probably one of the most tourist attractive shows right now. 
which I is guess. weird. But there's still like Wicked open. And yeah, no. I mean, there's and, the like, classics, but of like a new musical. That's yeah. probably the most touristy one. I guess. I don't know. What else is there? Funny Girl? <laughs> I think that could have been. But, <laughs> well, maybe it will be. We'll see. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like, People will a lot of times post on Broadway Reddit, like, coming to New York, thinking of seeing these three shows, what do you guys think? Mm. And Moulin Rouge is usually one of them. But I feel like Company has been one of them a lot. Yeah. Like, Hades Town. Why is Company closing? We uh, that to do I a don't deep really dive know. about that. But I think, I fear we need an inside source. Yeah, <laughs> that I don't know. I don't, it, ha- it, isn't, it hasn't been doing horribly. No, I think it's doing very well. And it won a few Tonys. Yeah, I don't know if it's doing very well financially, but do you want to I was gonna. I literally was gonna go to try to find the article I was reading. Before. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I'll find it. Um, Into the Woods is like at the top. I'm pretty sure this is what I read in the last article I found. Okay, here we go. This is like for the week, right? Yeah, it's for the week. Damn. What do you think's first? Um, you are, you would, you know it, like, you know, it's first Hamilton. No, the music man. Oh yeah. I forgot about that yeah. one for a well, hot that, second. That I feel is like tourist. Definitely. For sure. So it goes music man, Hamilton, Lion King. I'm shocked. Lion King still. Yeah. But that I mean, spot. Yeah. Into the woods. Wicked. Harry Potter. Aladdin. MJ, six. Yeah, six is above Moulin Rouge. Yeah, with a smaller theater. Beetlejuice, Book of Mormon. Forgot that's even still on. To be completely honest, Phantom, Company. So I guess Company. I don't know. Tina's after Company. Hades Town, Strange Loop, Funny Girl, Mr. Saturday Night, Dear Evan Hansen, Come From Away, Paradise Square, Chicago. Damn, Paradise Square is doing better than Chicago? That's Chicago's weird. Chicago's in a flop era right now. I wonder if Chicago's going to close ever. Like, I feel like it should. I mean, it should, but I don't, it's like probably not going to for They a just long announced time. another stunt cast. Who? Don't even know his name. It's a man. Oh. That's unusual. POTUS is doing really bad. I know. Their capacity so is like really bad. Worse than Paradise Square. Because now in my head, like, that's like really bad yeah so it'd be worse than that yeah well it's also based on the capacity of their theaters yeah that makes sense but potus like has a bad percent like capacity Mm -hmm. yeah it's very low but that's a limited run so it's gonna close anyway i think that broadway needs more limited runs to be honest yeah probably like not everything needs to be open-ended no there needs to be more deadlines. I'm trying to think if there's anything else to talk about Paradise Square and this whole um, situation. But I, I think we covered it all, you know? Yeah, it's corrupt. Broadway is corrupt. And these poor capitalism. people weren't paid. And it was really sad. Yeah, it's just like, what did you think was going to happen when this man produced another Broadway no, show? Like, like, what did you foresee happening? There is no way that this could have ended well. Yeah. And I think the moral of the story is that Broadway's always doing too little too late. Facts. Like, they're always like, always. oh, yeah. We know that that 
is and they're like we're gonna do something about it well it's yeah. too freaking late yeah it's like even like these people so, suffered enough yeah. i got so annoyed when that scott root and stuff came out and all of a sudden people were like i will never work with him again like like you if you, you first of all if knew. you worked with him you knew how he was yeah like all right like let's and these are like the people with the real power and brought like these are the people that control everything like people don't even realize like you think a director controls the artistic vision of a show like yeah like they do to an extent but everything comes back to the producer and the person who mm-hmm. has the money well that was in one of the articles that we read they said that um garth had such a different um vision than the creative team and it like, yeah. caused so many issues yeah yeah and that's like something we've said a bunch of, like i remember saying that in the potus episode about like who knows how much this show changed because of like a producer saying that we it, needed to yeah. make it more commercial because it's like to me that was a show that if some but if like they if somebody wrote it and it was produced at some like i don't know some other type of like some nonprofit or something like mm-hmm. maybe it could have been something different that yeah. i would have liked more i totally agree and like because it was potus was giving capitalism like a little bit like not but it's not like it's not it wasn't just that show like i just remember no. mentioning it in that episode but that's like i don't know that happens with like every show that you see on broadway it's like how much of this was changed because the producer I mean, was like we need to make money that happens with people like when people come into power like they change yeah no definitely because of the power because of the people supporting yeah them. and it's like, like once you have commercial success like you just want more of it yeah but it's also like i don't know if you think about like stuff that has been really successful on broadway like tends to be the stuff that like i don't know like hamilton like wasn't based on a movie it wasn't like no. something that like it's really something that on paper you like a producer would probably see and be like no hell no like yeah and like it ended up after years though it ended up being one of the like the biggest commercial success probably ever on broadway like so i do think like when you take the time Mm -hmm. and not that's not to say that hamilton doesn't have stuff in it that's like that was made that way for a commercial audience but like there are things out there that like are a little bit more interesting. I mean, come from away has been pretty successful for its mm-hmm. almost run. the entirety like, of its run. Yeah. And there can be stuff that I don't know, is like a little bit different and like more fulfilling and yeah, not, I agree. Be like, I don't know. Like if you take the time, but I don't know. Take I mean, the time and a chance. But I don't that not that wasn't even the issue, I guess, with Paradise Square because Paradise Square it is original from yeah. So and it was a very it was like a very moving story. Yeah, and it was very emotional. Yeah, and it is sad. Yeah, because it was like based on a, a like true neighborhood. Yeah. and like these yeah. people really came together. Yeah, and it's really sad that their story like turned into such yeah like a tragedy like honestly and i guess the issue too was like that it's like garth or whatever like 
they wanted like a shortcut to it being a financial success. Like they weren't like putting in the actual work that it takes to like make something like that of a a success. Yeah. They're trying to cheat. Yeah. And it bit them in the butt. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, even like, like ragtime is an amazing musical. Like, I mean, I literally love Susical as well. Like there's like, (laughs) well, like, Gert, can't like, say i feel the same <laughs> i know but i i think i actually really like it no, the music and is good i think like i don't know like there's stuff like out there like it seems like it's not like he's just out here trying to like make a quick buck in the traditional sense he's trying to make a quick buck by f- being a fraud yeah and scamming everybody but like the shows themselves aren't like i wonder like, what what happened I want to know what happened with him in Susical because like there wasn't, I don't know of any fraud in Susical. I don't know. I mean, it didn't last long on Broadway though. Yeah. I mean, only like, ran for six months, I think. Yeah. I mean like, like ragtime didn't last. Like a yeah, lot of people say like, with, with ragtime. Stuff, I mean, I'm sure there was stuff behind the scenes with Susical, yeah. but that's true. Like there, like a lot of the stuff that he has produced, like I've heard people say like, I don't know, something like ragtime could have been so much mm-hmm. bigger um, if it wasn't him as the producer. And yeah. Does he, do producers still make money when um, these shows go to like MTI and all like the yeah. school rights? They still yeah. get money for That's it? how most shows end up recouping their money. Because mm. a lot of shows don't recoup on Broadway, but they recoup by selling yeah. rights. No, I yeah there's so many shows that are so much more successful in like yeah. the community theater sense yeah. than ever were on broadway yeah but i don't know why i wasn't sure like who actually got the money yeah for that. no i guess it like, makes sense that it would be the producers well also the writer would get them oh true, it's true, usually true. like You're a so mix right. it's so like right. a there's like some type of like royalty mix like the writer definitely gets some of that Damn, so the community theaters on Long Island, please stop doing Susical. You're giving <laughs> Mr. Garth Well, all I don't of your know money. if he's still getting money no, from kidding, something I'm like kidding, that. Like, I doubt it. I'm kidding. But I don't know. I mean maybe. Maybe something. Maybe a little. I don't know. I just feel like if he was arrested, like, is he still like <laughs> I don't know. If, <laughs> if, if like still it make was money? proven that he was a fraud, like in those specific productions, like is he allowed to still make money? That could be I like that could be part of his like Punishment? arrest or whatever. I don't know. It's a good question. If anyone knows anything about, I don't know rights. Yeah, <laughs> Lo- um, MTI. Yeah. All right. So I mean, I feel like that kind of wraps it up. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Not really. Yeah, I feel like we covered it all, but we did just want to come out and have a little chat about yeah. this because it really is um big news right now on broadway yeah and, and this, it's sad news you know yeah and this will probably be on like i'm sure that more stuff will come out about it too like, definitely i've been trying to keep up i keep seeing the reddit threads yeah and, you know <laughs> we'll keep commenting on it like in our yeah. news networks mm-hmm. um but yeah i think that's all for this week yeah We hope you have a wonderful week. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Again, our inbox is always open. Yes. If you want to slide into our DMs, if you want to send us a little email, dramafiends at gmail.com. We actually have had some fan mail. We have. Some fan DMs and we've 
We appreciate it so much. Yeah, we do. So, so please, yeah, share your thoughts. No, seriously, like if if you start sharing like more thoughts, like, we will discuss. We them. will discuss them. Like we like, really we would love will. to. We'll, we'll have a segment. We're open to like any suggestions at all. Like, yeah, if you want us to discuss any topics, yeah, we'll seriously. do it. All right. Okay. I think that's it. Well, <laughs> till next time. Bye. Bye.